All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Remchak. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. <clears throat> all I want for Christmas <laughs> is Dubs. Let's go. Let's get into it with the lead. No, not I, I don't want you for Christmas, I Liam. I want wins. I did hit the high note. Right as my mic cut out, though. Yeah, you so, did. You can sing. I'll give you that. I was a, I was in the choir. No, you weren't. Uh, some called me the first Troy Bolton when I was a, a little boy in England, year you, five. Could uh, you hoop? I could play ball with my feet. Ah. I would sometimes have to leave the choir practice early mm-hmm. so that I could get to my football games. And they made three straight movies about me. What was the oldest point in your life that you did choir? Uh, I was just a one-hit wonder. Ah, I was 10. Were you doing it to impress a lady? No, I was doing it because I thought I was talented. For the love of the game. For the love of the game. <laughs> it, was All a, right. it was great. All right. Well, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Oilers Nation every day. As always, we are live from the Sports Closet Studio. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, hey. I got a sports fan in my life. I haven't gotten them a Christmas present yet. Sports Closet's got you covered. You know what else we got is we got our five days of Christmas giveaway happening right now on our socials. We are teaming up with our friends at the Sports Closet. You can head to the Oilers Nation Instagram, the Oilers Nation Twitter, the Oilers Nation Facebook, and you could enter to win today's draw, which is an Edmonton hockey gift basket, a puck, a mug, Ooh. a sticker set, a lanyard, a number 97 drawstring bag. A car flag, 
and a big three by five flag as well. It's valued at $150 and it could be yours by going over to our Instagram and entering the contest. Uh, welcome into the program, everybody. It's a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show as Edmonton heads out on a road trip. That Liam, don't look now. There's some pressure on this Oilers team. Yeah, despite winning eight of their last 10, mm-hmm. they probably have to win at least two of these games to stay in the race here. Yeah. yeah, and just going over to the Finning Cat YouTube chat, like, I mean, take a peek here. Islanders, Devils, Rangers, it's going to be three very difficult games. Our boy Rusty was in with the first comment. Let's go Oilers. I'm predicting a massive bounce back from Skinner. He's going to be dialed in. Oilers win 4-1 with a nice prominent LFG at the end. Rusty is back to being optimistic. And a lot of us were. The Oilers won eight games in a row. That homestand started off very, very well, Liam. It just took a little bit of a turn at the end. The big loss to the Lightning in an entirely winnable hockey game. And then a totally flat effort against the Florida Panthers. And now when you go look at the wild card standings in the Western Conference, it's very easy to see why we're both asking Santa for three straight Oilers dubs because they kind of need it. Again, if you go one and two on this stand, you're just putting yourself more and more behind the eight ball once again. Yeah, you can't put the pressure on yourself. You've got to you got to get the job done. Yeah. And I, they're a bit unfortunate, really, because when you look, they played well in nine of their last ten, but they just mm-hmm. put themselves in such a deep hole to start the season that there's every game matters at this point. And yeah, they. I think tonight it'll really set a tone for what this team is about on this road trip, right? Because even when they come back from Christmas, they play the California teams and we've already lost to San Jose this year. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but yeah. like they've got six very important games coming up all on the road. The other thing that this kind of shows, and, and there's examples of it all over the league, is the importance of a hot start. Yeah. Like look at Vancouver, right? Vancouver started just hotter than a firecracker, Liam. And then what did they do for the entire month of November? They were barely a 500 hockey team in that month. Vancouver? Yeah. Really? In the month of November, they struggled. But guess what? They had that hot start and they never really lost their spot. They still sit second in the division by points. You look at a team like Edmonton, Minnesota, behind the eight ball early, even though they've each had great stretches, like Edmonton won eight games in a row. And where are they? The only teams lower than them right now in the West are Anaheim, San Jose, and Chicago. Yeah. But it's tight, though, isn't it? It's tight. I'm not saying it's not, yeah. but the point is, when you put yourself behind the eight ball the way the Oilers did, you get to a point where you can't afford that many two game slides. Yeah. Never mind another three game slide. Never mind another four game slide. Like they're below 500 again. Yeah, and they've played. Maybe I'm just thinking of more recently, but it feels like they've played a lot of teams in the East rather than the West, which mm-hmm. might benefit them a little bit more in the back half of the season too. Can't like not, actually gain ground four point game. Yeah. Like they've not played Arizona. They've not played St. Louis. They've not played the Kings yet at all. Vancouver, mm-hmm. they've pretty much done with. But like Calgary, we've only seen once. It's, there's an opportunity to maybe catch up on that because you, you go back and look at this homestand when we talked about it before it started. Really, only one game in those eight, uh, sorry, in that six game homestand where it's like, yeah, you know what? Like that's an opportunity for you to catch up on somebody, right? Like the Minnesota game was really their only chance to to do that. So that's what's going to benefit them in the back half of the season. But yeah, for now, like I guess you're just going to play what's right in front of you. But as soon as Christmas comes and goes, that's when the West begins the West challenge. Yeah. Um, you see here a little homestand recap for the Oilers. Like as a whole, again, if you would have told me at the start of the homestand that this was going to be the result, I would have taken it right. Yeah. Four and two scoring a lot, generally a good job. That's a goals against average of three per game. That's solid. 
Power plays back to red hot. Penalty kills still doing very, very good. I really liked what Cotter Hutton said to us yesterday when we asked him about stealing games. Just you reminded mm-hmm. me then when you said three goals against like, yeah, that doesn't look awesome. Like you don't want to allow three goals a game, but like save percentage is down this season in the NHL. Like Stuart Skinner, his numbers don't look awesome, but he's closer to average than many yeah. may assume by first luck. So it's tough to keep pucks out of the net in the NHL. You but the others gotta find ways to put them puck back in the other team's net. Them on their yeah, own. but I mean to be fair, like they popped home four against yeah, they Tampa Bay. If the Oilers only gave up three goals against Tampa Bay. They win that hockey game. If you only give up three against Florida, you got a shot in the third period at that hockey game, right? So, well, they played one bad game in the last 10. The Florida. Florida was the the worst game in a long time. And Stuart Skinner's worst game in a long time against Tampa. Yeah. 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 Right. (laughs) Not even game, third period. I know. You got to put it it as a whole for sure. Yeah. Um, Just looking, you mentioned Stuart Skinner, you know, and his. His numbers so far this season, when you look at where he ranks on save percentage in the NHL, so there have been 34 goalies in the league who have played at least 15 games. So 34 starters, we'll call it. There's only 32 teams, but there's splits around there. He's 32nd in save percentage right now. Granted, if you take out October, well, boy, it looks a lot better, right? When you go from November 1 onward, again, using the stretch of, would I say 15 games? I think so, yeah. Yeah, 15 games started. I mean, in that stretch, we can't use 15, though. We'll use five since November 1. Goalies who appeared in five games in the NHL. His, his, he shoots way up that list, Liam. He's sixth in the league. Or no, sorry, not sixth in the league. That'd I typed nice. that in wrong. This is, I'm butchering this. <laughs> I, well, I wrote an article the other day. Many of you may have read it when um, I said uh, it was about the approach of Ken Holland and how patience might actually be the answer here. Mm-hmm. And on Friday's show, a lot of people were jumping on Skinner, but Sturkin was lower than Skinner in many categories through December so far. Like there's yeah. a ton of goalies. Like like Mackenzie Blackwood's right down there as well. Granted, team's a bit different, but like Ottinger, yes, he got hurt, but like yeah. he's down there too. Sometimes you're just gonna have a bit of a bad game. And Skinner's been good. And how what was it? Out of the four of those games, maybe five. Mm-hmm. Carolina, Cargo, Winnipeg, Washington, you allowed one goal or less. Yeah. Got the run support. But either way, like the Winnipeg game was a big one for him, I think. He that that's the definition of stealing a game, right? Mm, yeah, when your offense sure. maybe just can't solve the guy at the other end of Hellebuck was playing unbelievable, you keep your team in it. And I finally found the stat I was thinking of <laughs> in the last month, Stuart Skinner's dead average in save percentage. 28, 28th in the league, right? How many times and have we said that? All we need is average goaltending. 28th and in the league, and there's been over 50 goalies in the sample size I'm looking at. Right. So where I think maybe the criticism would come in is you'd like to see a little bit more on the consistency side of things. Like, let me rattle you off his save percentage over the last number of starts here. 773. Okay. Not good. 957. Exceptional. 850. Okay. Not great. 974. Exceptional. 962. Exceptional. 852. Not great. 913. Good. Right. Like it's just been a little bit too up, down, up, down, up, down for my liking where I would like to, to see Skinner. And especially with the way this offense works, Liam, mm-hmm. on most nights, I know the Florida game was whatever, on most nights, they're going to score three or four goals in the hockey game. If you could just get consistent 900 to 910 goaltending, call it 905 goaltending, three, four goals is going to be enough for you to win most nights, right? Who are the goalies around Skinner on that list out of curiosity? 
So I looked at goalies who have played at least five times in the last month. And that's where Skinner ranks 28th out of 50. The goalies who are right around him, uh, he's dead tied with Pyotr Kachetkov and Darcy Kemper. He is a tick above guys like Semyon Varlamov, Logan Thompson, Linus Allmark. Even he's a hair behind guys like Alexander Gorgiev, Joey Decord, um, and a bunch of backups are above him too. Okay. He's in decent company. I'm, I'm just saying that 903, I would like for it to not be so much like this and to be a little more like this. Yeah, like a little bit more of a staggered. Yeah, I nod. also realize what, what, what we're doing right now. The podcast listeners are just wildly confused. If anyone wants to know, I'm making a wave with my hand. Yeah, we're going big ups and big downs. We want it to be smaller ups. Just a little vibration. Yeah, a little like, like a heartbeat. Because like, I feel like heartbeats, like, they're not so staggered, right? If your hobbies are up and down, you're in big trouble. <laughs> but if it's just like little lines. So the Oilers, uh, need, I know the Oilers the need their goaltending to be their heartbeat. Just nice and consistent. Yeah. Nice and consistent. Because <clears throat> if it's going crazy, yeah, sure, you're in trouble, Liam. <laughs> well, again, like, Oilers get average goaltending to win in hockey games because their offense is good enough. It's going to have off nights sometimes, but hey. Also, we had someone DM us the other day and was like, please don't get rid of the podcast version oh, yeah. of the show. Genesis uh, it, told me to keep the lead in the show. Ah, even though it doesn't really make a ton of sense all the time. Today, said, they got us singing, though. Yeah, that was, that was nice, I bet. Mm-hmm. Hey, let us know, Genesis. All right, uh, let's turn our attention for a brief moment over to the Finning Cat YouTube chat where you guys are buzzing. We'll also call it the Finning Cat Instagram chat too because we are live on the Oilers Nation Instagram and people can drop in their comments. Improve productivity and efficiency with equipment you, you can rely on. For those listening on podcasts, I pointed at the camera there. Uh, Go to fitting.com and check out the extensive inventory of new used and rental equipment and find the right solution to meet your unique needs. You can find out the latest at finningcat.com. Oh, we have have an Instagram comment. That okay. I would like to read from Joe. Hey, Joe. As a New Yorker, I get to see them play three of the next four days. I'm begging them, don't make me regret buying tickets. So good luck. This oh, he's in New York. He's in New York, I believe. So hopefully you have a nice time, Joe. Thanks for coming in on the Instagram. Joe, please come back for tomorrow's show and let us know how many other Oilers fans are there. Yeah, give us a, re- a little review of the game. Um, all right, let's take a peek here. Leonard is in. He says, do you think the Oilers are winning? Um, very vague question. If we're talking about tonight, then sure. I think they have a really good chance to win. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> this one from bring Cassie and home, uh, very confusing math equation. I, I don't know what that means. We um, won. I had to take like math dash four or whatever yeah. my last year of high school. I'm not good with numbers as you probably know from watching this show. Naeem says we're in must win mode, not waiting three years down the line for Skinner to establish himself as the answer. I had Carter Hutton on daily face off live today as well. And I asked him, you know, with Stuart Skinner, do you need to go out and just find a competent backup? Someone like James Reimer, or do you think there is a need for the Oilers to go get a one a and maybe not, maybe not. I shouldn't even call it a one a get someone who can more split the workload with Skinner is how I phrased it to him. Like right now, and we talked about this the other day on the show, Stuart Skinner is so far ahead of schedule. Yeah. The plan was Jack Campbell is the starter for two years. And then maybe by the third year, you're ready to split. And then by fourth and fifth year, it's Stuart Skinner's crease and Jack Campbell's your expensive veteran backup who can come in and give him rest when he needs to. And what Carter Hutton compared it to is when 
he got the job in Buffalo. He's a former NHL goaltender, for those of you who don't know. heard of him. He got lit up by Ovechkin. Yeah, Craig Button hates him, or did hate him <laughs> once. Um, he talked about how that was the plan with Allmark, is they signed Hutton to that three-year deal and said, hey, year one, we want you to play 50 games. Year two, 40. Year three, 30. And peacefully transition the power. Um, that's not happening with Stuart Skinner. This guy is young and very early in his NHL career. Yeah. And I think sometimes I lose sight of that. I think sometimes in the moment, it's easy to do that when you want the Oilers to win and they're in this cup contender window. But that's why I push back on the idea of, we'll just go get Reimer this year or just go get claim anti Ranta on waivers. Because if you're going to go mess around with that, like just keep Pickard. Don't give yeah, up the, true. don't give up the pick. Don't waste the cap space on Reimer. I know Reimer has the ability to be a better goalie than Calvin Pickard, but I'm just saying if you're going to go down the road of upgrading this crease, actually go upgrade it. And I'm not even saying it as an all or nothing proposition. I'm saying you need to actually upgrade it. Yeah. I, well, I think Reimer might actually be off the table now that Huso got hurt. Luckily. And Lyon is on IR. Is they have really? no goalies. Oh, well, yeah. Wow. That's why they signed Michael Hutchinson today, I suppose. They did. <laughs> I agree to, to the extent of like, yeah, like, what's the uh, James Reimer, obviously a better goalie, but if it's going to cost you like a fourth round pick, why not just see what Pickard can give you for the time being, right? Like, I just, I really don't see an option out there right now that's better than Skinner. Like, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm a bit wrong on that, but I just, like, you look at Blackwood, it's like, okay, yes, he's probably probably just as good, maybe a little bit better, maybe he's your best option out there, but, like, Vimelka's struggling. But, but Vimelka, you know you can at least... But you just have to give up so much to get him, and he's not even having a good season. At least, yeah. like, you look at a guy like Blackwood, Morazic even, maybe, like, in the moment right now, they are playing good hockey. They are they're saving their team a lot of goals against, right? I'm not saying a lot for those two to the teams that they're on. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's such an intriguing position to be in as a team, but I'm just frustrated that they're here again. You know, like this problem should have been solved already, but here we are in December 19th. See who tuned in on the Instagram? Uh, the guy we were just talking about. Yeah, Campbell? Uh, no, Carter Hutton. Oh, really? <laughs> I just saw his name <laughs> pop up on, on the Finsta. Uh, Braden Showtime is in and says, as an Edmontonian, I get to watch the Oilers play three of the next four days on TV. Hope they don't make me regret watching. Yeah, dude, I am with you, Braden. Uh, that game on Saturday, whether you were at the game, sitting at home, you regretted set spending your uh, spending your Saturday night doing that. So hopefully it's a better effort tonight from the Edmonton Oilers. Jason is in with a mock trade proposal. We Here love we mock trade proposals. Yeah, they're always good. Was just reading a possible trade of the Sharks. Oilers acquired Duclair, Blackwood, and Ferraro. Whoa! I do Whoa. like Mar- I do like Mario Ferraro. <laughs> a lefty though. Ah, uh, is he? Yeah. Ah, uh, throw it out. Played with McCall though. Uh, uh, Sharks acquire Campbell, Focal, Brown, Lavoie, Borgo, a first and a third. Okay, you- Jason, I'll start with this since you didn't come up with this trade proposal, and I can be rude. Whoever came up with this has no idea what they're doing. Where did you read this? Tell me more, Jason. Tell me more, Jason. I really, because like trading Connor Brown, I, I feel like we really need to get him and say this. Trading Connor Brown makes zero sense. It just doesn't do anything for them. I get the frustration with him. Obviously, he doesn't have a goal this season, but it wouldn't do anything for you. Like the upside is there because he can't get any worse. And also, the bonus is happening, and the bonus yeah. is on the Oilers no yeah, matter yeah, what. Yeah. So you're going to have $3.25 million of dead cap space on the books next year, no matter what. Yeah. Why would you give up on the year of Connor Brown at league minimum 
just to throw him into that deal. Don't agree with Mario Ferraro as a lefty. Don't agree with it. I don't think the money here really works. How much does it? Isn't the cloud like three million? Yeah, that's why I'm saying like the money barely works if it does. Well, and would, yeah, sorry, you would have like three million in Brown, Lavoie, and Borgo if they all played in the NHL. Yeah, Borgo would be two point seven, so that's five point seven, and what's Campbell five and a half? Five, five. So 10 points. So, and even when you break this down, so if the first and third are just to get out of Campbell, Bogle and, okay, maybe the value is okay, but still, it makes no sense. We're going to stop talking about it. No, you're giving away your two best prospects for Declares, a middle six forward, and and Ferraro, Mm -hmm. who actually wouldn't make your blue line more complicated, unfortunately. Too bad, because he is good. I would like him a lot more if he was a left uh, righty, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Adam is in on the Instagram, says, where can I find your podcast? Search Oilers Nation every day, wherever you get your podcast from. QF Pro says, it's a mock trade, because we can mock it. And I like that way of sure. looking at it. Hey, you know what? We do like playing armchair GM. I love it. I, I love getting a little, as they say on Owen Radio, I love getting a little armchair GM horny and really digging into a mock trade proposal. So if you got one, you can drop it in and we'll break it down because we really don't have that much else to do today on the uh, show. Right, Jay? Oh, yeah. No, Jay today. Actual legitimate reason for not being here. Though. Yeah. He didn't just not show up. So that's why we didn't make fun of him. Uh, Naeem, when Holloway comes back, how do you justify taking anyone but Brown out? And I, I, and I, I get it. But I also think like, oh. yes, Sam Gagne is bringing you some offense, but. I think Connor Brown's a better hockey player than Sam Gagne. He maybe hasn't been that so far this season, and I love Sam to death, but I think you could probably just have some sort of a rotation of Gagne, Ryan, maybe even sit Hamblin for a game, sit Brown for a game. Sure, I'm not saying don't do that, but I just don't think it has to be like a definitive, like Connor Brown is healthy scratched until someone gets hurt kind of thing. Like you can build up some sort of a rotation. Sure, there can be a rotation, but... Connor Brown should be the first one on that rotation. His stat line is zero pretty much every single night. At least Gagne's out there drawing penalties, creating chances. Like that fourth line is playing very well. I just think you got to, it's a, it's a culture thing, right? Where you guys are playing well, they deserve to be in the lineup. Yeah. And I don't think Brown deserves to be in the lineup right now, to be honest. And I think I said this a couple of weeks ago too, like Holloway's back for me, he's the one in and Brown's out. Uh, someone on the Instagram just keeps saying, can we trade for Cole Perfetti? They've commented nice. it like three times. Um, sure. No, why would Winnipeg trade him? Always think about that. If, if you're thinking about players the others could acquire, yeah. think, why would the other team want to trade this guy? And with Perfetti, there isn't really much of a reason. No. Uh, Unfortunately. Elias is in on the Finning Cat YouTube chat, says, I'm a bit behind live watching, but I agree with Tyler. There are no oh. goalies we can trade for that would actually be worth it or an upgrade on the goalies we have. That's not exactly the point I wanted to get across. My point was, if you're going to back up or pay the assets, go get someone who is an upgrade. I think Blackwood is a major upgrade. I think Vimelka is an upgrade. I Reimer is an upgrade, but I want to see them aim higher, is my point. So, sorry, just to clarify, you're saying upgrade over the tandem they currently have, not necessarily over Skinner. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I think any goalie would be better than Pickard. And that's not a rude thing. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, like for Melka and Blackwood are better. I just think it's difficult to find someone better than Skinner. Not that he's a superstar. I just don't think the market's there. What about Peyton Krebs for Broberg Plus? I'm not sure why. I haven't heard anything about him even being dealt. Um, Bring Cassian home, had one on Carter Hart. Again, the baggage there. You're just, you're not touching it until you know what's up. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's a, 
I, I down the line, it, whatever. But right now, it doesn't make a ton of sense for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Steve says Krebs needs a new home. The right. Oilers need to just do you want another guy like that? No. Like he's good. Don't get me like, wrong. But how's he? Even you're in win now mode, right? Like you need guys who you know are going to be able to step in and contribute right now. So if you're going to trade Broberg, Liam, I think it's got to be for a guy who can step in and contribute right now. Yeah. Or as a part Krebs. of a package in a bigger deal. Two point two goals, five five points a season, thirty games for Krebs. I don't know. They the others have so many of those guys who just don't do enough. Like you just add in I yeah. I see the potential. He's only twenty two, whatever. But that's a deal you make if you're the Chicago Blackhawks or the Arizona yeah, Coyotes, like, right? Or there's not in that position. They they really need to find someone's player with dry saddle consistently. I'll find a way to make it that Nuge and Dry work together consistently and yeah. Kane can be on that top line. Uh, Will Squires is in on the Facebook. Tyler's right. If you're spending assets, make it worth and we need someone that can help Skinner stay fresh, not run them dry. 100%. Is that Jake 100%. Allen that guy? No. No? Okay. People are asking in the Instagram chat. It was uh, uh, Chester asked. Yeah. Chester has a mustache. <laughs> That's his name? Oh, That's yeah. his name. I, yeah. I don't love... Like the Jake Allen thing, he's expensive and if I'm going to go get a guy who has a cap at more than 2 million bucks... Campbell has to go the other way, right? Yeah, somehow. So Montreal's not going to be interested in taking Jack Campbell off your hands. I, I don't believe that. Almost four million for Jake Allen, three point eight five. I know, right? Like even if they keep half, you can't afford oh. that. Soros, interesting. He's not going anywhere. That's why I flashed it up there. I know people are always asking the question. He's not going anywhere. Liam, Liam, I, hey, Liam. I don't think he's going anywhere. But what if negotiations break down? And they can't sign him by the deadline. I caught him signed a three-year deal last summer. Well, whenever that was, last season, the year before. Somehow now he's in Edmonton Oiler. I don't know. I don't think it's a high possibility, but I'm not putting it off the table, folks, until that contract gets re-signed. Um, I know Mo, they can't do it till the summer, but either way. Yeah, we're going to do one more little mock trade idea, and then we are going to uh, get to our short for giant question. Mo is in, says, good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon, Mo. Good afternoon, Mo. He wants to know about the possibility of maybe a guy like Pavel Buchnevich out in St. Louis as a player to pair with Leon Dreisaitl. In terms of Buchnevich as a player and the style, I like that. Get a big body, get a guy who can score you goals, slot him in there. Looking at his contract situation... He is one more year at five point eight million after this, and he has a modified no trade clause. He does have a modified no trade clause. Are we able to that. see who's on that? No. Ah, damn it! That would have been nice. Buchnevich ten that. goals in twenty eight games so far this season. Popped home twenty six goals in sixty three games last season. Was above a point per game player in back to back seasons with the St. Louis Blues. This is a guy who is worth his five point eight million dollar yep. price tag. I don't want this to sound like I'm saying Pavel Buchnevich is not worth his five point eight million dollar price tag. But how do you get that in with that next year? If he was a, US, a pending UFA and a rental, he would probably be at the top of my list for the Oilers to go out and get. For sure. But good luck convincing St. Louis to keep half of that. If you could keep half, if they keep half of it and you send Fogel the other way, then all of a sudden the money works. But they're not going to keep half of Buchnevich for next year because he's still a good player. What's the restricted situation? Like they just, they don't have anyone actually. They do have options, the option to do that. Yeah. Hey, I it like would Bucinavich. be tough that maybe if they can get him down to 5 million and find a way to make it work. Like St. Louis, I don't see as a team who would have any interest in taking on dead cap like Campbell by any means, but mm -hmm. I would love him. It would just be very difficult to do. Again, if you could shed Campbell and get a cheap goalie back, 
then maybe the door's open. But then you run into a problem of to get rid of Campbell, what are you giving up? First and third and plus and whatever. And then, and then you got to get your goalie. And then you got to go find the assets to get Buchnevich. Like it's just, it's, it's a tall ask, but I don't hate the idea, Mo. Maybe if you can get it to like, if they retain 800K, then you do half with another team. Like if you want to get a little complicated with it, but I think that's a difficult trade to actually make. I think St. Louis is somehow going to want to try and get rid of one of their four defensemen that make too much money. Yeah. Which is going to be ridiculous. I don't, they're in a crazy situation, to be honest. Uh, Chester says Josh Anderson, big body who can score. Josh Anderson, big body who can't score, who is always hurt and is expensive. Josh Anderson stinks, everybody. Just want us to really get in front of that right now because I know he's a name that always comes up in these kind of conversations. And I don't blame people for bringing him up because, again, like the cool, I almost dropped my phone. Oh, because the kind of player he is makes a lot of sense. But like, pull up Josh Anderson's numbers this year for me, Liam. I got him four goals, nine points, 31 games, minus nine. You want to hear his cap hit? Yeah. 5.5 million for three more seasons after this one. For three more seasons. Yeah, no, thank you. Josh Anderson stinks. Um, you know who doesn't stink? And someone, I said we were only doing one more of these, but I lied because I like that our boy Rusty's saying <laughs> this. Boone Jenner, dude, that's the guy. That's Ekholm 2.0 in terms of the impact he could have on this team. Yeah, he would be he would be a great one. And he's affordable, right? What's his cap at? Where is he? I think he's injured. It's three something. 3.75. That is an affordable cost. How many more years? Uh, three more years. How many years? Or how old is he? 30. Play center and left wing. He would oh. be a... I would trade Ryan McLeod and whatever else. Ryan McLeod in the first. Uh... Ryan McLeod in the third. Doesn't get the deal. Though. Maybe a second. Boone Jenner with that kind of control. Is, he's leading their team. Maybe it would be a first. Yeah. I'm Maybe just trying first. to think. We don't see many of those deals though, do we? Yeah. Like for a term, but I would get rid of that cap hit. Like Ryan McLeod. If he's the cost of doing it, or if Columbus is whatever interested in doing yeah. it, maybe you get McLeod in a second, whatever it is. I don't um, care. I'll but if they're Ryan trading McLeod. their captain, I think the yeah. the PR of it, if they're going to trade their captain, is they probably need a first round pick. Yeah, no, that's fair. That makes a lot of sense. I uh, I don't care how good Ryan McLeod is in the neutral zone and everything else and how many goals he doesn't allow in his net when he does nothing to like counter it. So there you go. Sorry, Ryan McLeod. All right, uh, Spencer, I like your comments. So we're going to switch gears here and get to our Sherwood Ford giant game day question. It is brought to you by the fantastic service and parts department that is engaged in the season of selling winter tires, rims, mountain balance, and wheel alignments. They have it all. They even have a tire quote tool on their website. Also, your vehicle doesn't start. You need a tire fixed, whatever, but you can't leave your house or place of work. Sherwood Ford, their mobile service and they got you covered. They will come to customers in the Edmonton region for their winter tire swap as long as the tires are already on rims and they can do the tire get the tires changed over on top of all that. It works, Liam. It works. Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day question. What do you make of the new look lines that the Edmonton Oilers are running with this evening? We saw them at skate the last couple of days. The Oilers on the road skated this morning out in Long Island as well. Evander Kane up on the top line with Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. Leon Dreisaitl with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Warren Fogle. Ryan McLeod with Matthias Janmark and Connor Brown. Then Hamblin, Ernie, and Gagne is your fourth line. Wonder about Derek Ryan. See if he slides in there. But we did see him a little banged up at the end of last game. So yeah, he took a bit of a bump. Didn't yeah. D pairings obviously stay the same. Um, what do you make? We're going to focus on the top six here, Liam. Yeah. That, that's where we're at. 
What do you make of the decision to swap Nuge and Kane, more or less? I think he was necessary. I think Drysaddle, you have to give Drysaddle more skill to play with. I think Fogel's the right person to keep on his line out of him and Yamak, but that first line's been great. But if your second line is providing pretty much nothing, then you got to mix things up. I don't think this is a promotion for Kane. I think this is a necessary move for the team as a whole with, for Drysaddle and Nuge to play together. Eric, you nailed it. We're having to break up chemistry to make up for weaklings. Yeah. Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane couldn't run their line competently together. That's really what it is. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I mean, but when you're playing with another guy who doesn't have a goal on the season, Kane has done reasonably well, I think. And Dreisaitl, like, he's scoring points. They're just not dominating yeah they're not dominating uh ryan is in ryan wit meme on the insta <laughs> i'm disappointed they broke up the top line but brown and kane weren't working with dry and again like there's no reason why kane and dry shouldn't work together like that should work and the fact that that top line was one of the best in the nhl for the last yeah. whatever two three weeks and you need to split it up because leon dry and Lavander kane couldn't score at five on five it's incredibly disappointing I uh, said I wanted to get to Spencer's comments. We'll do that here. Uh, Connor Brown hasn't played with players such as McDavid or Dreisaitl in his NHL career. He can only, only select guys. Hi, Bagno. Only select guys can keep up. Keep running him with McLeod. I think eventually they're going to click. I don't hate that either. No, uh, look, like, I think we're... Hayton's the wrong word on Connor Brown. It's just yeah. a realistic look at we're it, right? Critical. We need like, to he's be. not scoring. Yeah. And he can't keep getting pushed into the top six or even into the lineup. If everyone's healthy, if he's not effective, I do think the third line is the best place for him right now. And I look, I don't believe Ryan uh, Connor Brown, sorry, isn't going to score a goal this season. He's, he's too good. Yeah, I know. He's shown that he can actually score in his league. He's not some random guy like Tobias Rita was right. Like he's, yeah. he's an established Someone player. Someone compared him to Dominic Cahoon a couple oh, minutes ago. Like he's not, not Dominic bad. Cahoon, everybody. He's struggling. There is yeah. no doubt about that. And I will not, def I will not criticize you for being critical of him, 
he's just not a top six player at the moment. But maybe, hey, maybe when the playoffs come around, he can turn into that and maybe he can just get some scoring going. And that's why you also, there's no point in trading him. Like a bunch of people said it as well when it was brought up before and we said it, but like his league minimum is kind of irrelevant. Yeah, like you, he's league minimum. The bonus next year is going to suck, but it's happening. <clears throat> Trading him now doesn't solve that issue, no. so you need to run it out with him. You're committed to Connor Brown for the uh, for the season. Um, just looking, like this season has felt like such a grind, and Davin asked the question, so I'll answer it. The Oilers are only at 28 games. <laughs> I know. It Dude, is, we are still so... We're at the one... It's, we're more or less at the one-third mark of the season tonight. It is a grind. Like we're barely getting like the Oilers will not reach the halfway point for another 14 games. So one, two, three, four, five, six. And then in January, we got seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. That game on the 20th against Calgary is finally going to be the second half of the season. That's so much hockey still. Remember when we were talking to Frank a few weeks ago and he was like, Hey, as long as they get to 41 points in 41 games, like, they're going to be in an all right spot. Okay. They're at 27 and 28. They're a hair below that pace right now with an eight game heater, but also with just a God awful start to the season. <clears throat> There's still so much time. If they go 10 and four or sorry, 10 and I shouldn't say that, nine and four, which would be a great stretch of hockey, yeah, but be. not unrealistic. If they can go nine and four over this stretch, your record is 22, 18 and one. And you're sitting at 45 points in your first 41 games. It's not bad. There's still plenty of time for things to change. Connor Brown, Liam, as much as people might call me a homer, say I'm an idiot. Connor Brown could score four goals in the next 14 games. And we'd be sitting here going, "Ah, he might get to 15 this year. Let's go on tonight. Did you know, actually, I was looking through the archives of Edmonton versus the New York Islanders. Oh, I know what you're going to say. And I love it. James Neal scored four goals against the Islanders. Do you remember where you were? No, I don't remember the game at all. I was at my buddy Connor's house watching in his parents' basement. I, I don't shout out Tim this. and Kathy. <laughs> shout out Tim and Kathy. I don't remember. I do not remember this game. I have no recollection of it. But as I was looking through these notes, for, I was looking with, uh, with Waz. Who do you think all time? Uh-huh. I know we're getting a little bit off topic here. All time is the worst plus minus against the Islanders for the Oilers. For the Oilers. In the existence of their franchise. Yeah, like he was a very good player. Can I say Paul Coffee? It was Paul Coffee. Really? Yeah, minus yeah. 14. Who had the most points? Gotta be Wayne. It's Wayne Gretzky. He had 53 and I think 20 something games. Kid, the kid could play. Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> yeah, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> he was good. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, the only player in NHL history to hit 2,000 points in his career. You know who's going to be the second? Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Wayne Gretzky and Keith Gretzky, most points by brothers in the NHL. That is correct, Liam. It's pretty impressive stuff. Eric and Brett Lindros fuming at that stat. <laughs> fuming. Uh, I got some stats for you, though. Um, this is, Con- this is what's his name? Leon Dreisaitl and his goals with Nuge Connor. What are you laughing? <laughs> I, don't know. I just got a text that made me laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just throw you off. I'm very thrown off. I thought you were looking at the thing. Someone said my name on the Facebook chat. It was the one game you've seen at the dental. Oh, James <laughs> Neal's uh, veneers. That's what this is about. Right. Come there on, Liam. It was, it was the one game you've seen that good dental work the whole time he was in Edmonton. Yeah, not a lot of smiling for James Neal when he was here. To be honest, I, I barely remember what I did last night half the time, so I could not remember that. 
Taylor was going to guess Bellow. Anton Belov. That would have been a bold one. Okay, so Leon Dreisaitl at five on five, scoring with Kane, Nuge, Brown. Yeah, give it to me. I've got to really dial it in, though. So with Kane, five goals for two against. How many minutes? Um, 93. Five goals for two against? In 93 minutes. Okay. It's actually not that good. Five, two, 93. That's not bad. With with Nuge, okay. in thirty minutes and thirty seconds, two goals, one against. So I, to be fair, a somewhat similar pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. It would be yeah, six, three instead of bit. five two. Yeah, pretty much. And I just have to find the Connor Brown one. Shout uh, out Jim, who's in on Instagram. Sup, Jim? I don't know who he is. Just wanted to say hi. I can't find the Connor Brown one. All right. Well, anyways, the point. But it is- wasn't good. It, I think it was one and two. They're just not scoring. They just don't have chemistry. You can't. We've seen Nuge and Dry play very well together at different points. I just don't know if they have the elite upside Hyman McDavid Nuge does. But then the question would be, is it because of the Connor McDavid factor or is it because of how they work together? Right. And the other thing too, is like, we realized we could not play Dry Hyman and Kane together because no defense was getting played when they were on the ice. I worry a little bit about Kane being on that line with, McDavid and Hyman. Is it is there gonna be any defense being played there? Or is the defense just coming in the offensive zone? Like, but that should have been the case with Kane, Hyman, Dry. I think those ways are too similar. I don't think the three of them move well enough to play together. Yeah. Uh, just for curiosity's sake, I looked up Fogel, Dry Saddle, and Nuge this season. How many minutes do you think we've played together? Fogel, Dry, Nuge, I'll say 52. One minute and 52 seconds. They haven't played together? At five and five. I feel like we've seen that line a lot. But you've seen it for one minute and 52 seconds, apparently. Yeah, we'll see what they can do. I. That's why, just sorry, to wrap up my point oh, here. Yeah. The reason why I didn't hate Dry Kane and Brown, because Brown brought a little bit of defensive responsibility there. That's a guy who, yeah. while you may, and again, people are saying in the Instagram, he sucks, he sucks. While you may not like the lack of offensive production, and at the end of the day, they paid that dude and gave him his bonus, to be an offensive producer, he didn't get caught with his pants around his ankles that yep. often in the D zone. And he was needed because that dry Kane Brown line, they didn't get lit up. They went and took tough assignments and survived them. I wanted to see them outscore the opposition at a higher clip, sure. But that line at least wasn't killing you. And then your top line was murdering the other team every single night, which is why I thought they could have kept it together for a lot, bit longer. I wonder if you even go a little bit crazier with the lines and if they don't work out. Like, what if you actually just gave... I hate breaking up this line so much, but what What if you do Nuge, Dry, and Hyman more often than just put Fogel and Kane with McDavid? But Fogel and K- McDavid probably actually do pretty well together. I feel like Fogel does it. well in these top six moments. Yeah, He just doesn't score. and He's so frustrating because he does so many other good things. Like, he works his ass off. He actually gets to a lot of good scoring areas, but wow. Joachim. Joachim Nygaard watching the show? I haven't seen you in so long. Oh, yeah, Joachim. Maybe he would fit in on the top line. And someone in the Instagram said, you know, like Hyman is good defensively. And I I don't think you can mistake just working hard with being good defensively. He's not terrible defensively. I'm not saying he is, but he's not, at least when he's been with Dryson and Kane, not a plus defensive player. So um, I'm really on the trend of looking up line combinations right now. Okay. Warren Fogel, Evander K. McDavid. How many minutes do you think they've played together? Fogel, Kane, McDavid? Oh, yeah. 10. Zero. 31 seconds. How are you doing, knob block? <laughs> we got all the ideas here, people. 
Yeah. Nygaard, we gave you a chance. And you signed for like eight years in Sweden. Him and Haas both got like yeah, the bag to tickets. play back overseas. It's a smart play. You got that NHL label on him. Never, never, ever forget that Gaetan Haas penalty shot goal against the Flames. Just so you guys know, the, the kind of guess we're getting, I messaged Haas the other day. Gaetan Haas left us on red. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone wants to also reach out and tell him, send him a message, yeah. that'd be nice. All right, uh, let's get to, man, we spent way too much time on line combos and mock trades. I don't think Drop, we did. Uh, you know what? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't think we did either. If the people liked it and the chat got going, I'm happy. Let us know if you liked it. Say, I liked it. Yeah, say you liked it. If you liked the show so far. Or hit the like button. That'll work, too. Either one. Yeah. Uh, we got to get to our game notes for the day. It's brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Liam, listen, we both have a lady in our lives. That is true. Sometimes buying jewelry can be stressful. It, buying anything can be stressful. That I'll is fair. Honest. But that is why our friends at Charm Diamond Centers, they have more than 85 locations across the country through Charm and their sister brands. And when you go in, their staff can help you out. It's nice. It's nice. Whatever you're looking to get your special someone around Christmas time, Charm Diamond Centers can help you out. For more info, go to charmdiamondcenters.com. Charm Diamond Centers, home of the pro pose. Here are your game notes for this evening, Liam. <coughs> the New York Islanders have points in eight straight home games. They have been yeah. a tough, tough out at the UBS Arena. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Barclays Center? Used to be. I like how you commented on the Instagram. Well, Juice those numbers up. A couple of people commented and said they liked it. <laughs> Only one person put, I liked it in the YouTube, but people put a variety of different things in there suggesting that they also liked it, there which go. was good. Uh, so the Islanders, they're very good at home. They've won five of those eight games as well. So 5 and 3 in their last eight out on Long Island. A good hockey team for whatever reason, because on paper, they probably shouldn't be. In his last 10, Ilya Sorokin, who is, is the confirmed starter tonight over on dailyfaceoff.com. How about this? In his last 10, he's allowed four-plus goals in five of those games. He's been, speaking of up and down, he's been a little like that. He's not a heartbeat. He's a heart attack. Which is weird to say about Ilya Sorokin, a perennial Vesna contender. I wonder if they'll trade him because apparently he sucks and doesn't steal them games. These are not, and look at that, eight, four, and seven. He's, they've only won eight of his 19 starts. They've just been racking up loser points, which is something I'll get to in a second with the Islanders. But while that save percentage is solid, and the goals against average isn't putrid. Those are not vintage Ilya Sorokin numbers. No, no. And even when the Oilers saw him um, in Chris Narbok's first game mm-hmm. as a coach, they put four past him, maybe three. I can't remember if yep. one was an empty net, but he wasn't amazing in that game. And remember Drysidle at the unreal move and then just missed the net? Because he was yeah. in that bit of a slump, wasn't he? He had a yeah. four point game against the Islanders. Uh, Arazio. Arazio. I think is in it says, I predict a tight checking game tonight will be about special teams. 100%. Well, let me give you a few things here. The Islanders 18th in shots for per game, but they've allowed the second most shots against in the NHL so far this season. So while you may expect it to be tight checking, the Islanders have been giving up a lot of shots at their end of the ice so far this season. That's worth noting their league average in goals for and goals against. They've been inconsistent in both their metrics, but again, Orazio, you said special teams. Yeah, the Islanders PK is junk. Dead last in the NHL, almost 10% behind the Edmonton Oilers. 8.6% to be exact, your Chuck math. There you go. Um, their penalty kill sucks. If the Oilers can control play in the offensive zone and get some power plays, I say this and I feel like I'm just beating my head against the cement wall. I say it every game. 
if the Oilers can just outwork the opposition, we'll get to in a second, they can draw some penalties, get that power play humming. It goes a long, long ways. Yeah, the power play is a is a key thing for them. I just I just found a little little stat here, Ty, from the last time the Oilers and Islanders played back mm-hmm. on November eleventh. Brock Nelson had ten shots in that game. Incredible stuff. I I was at that game. I did not remember that happening. The Oilers scored three on tw- thirty one shots on Sorokin, and they all came in the third period. Who scored them? Uh, sorry, one came in the first. Three came in the third. Uh, Leon Draisaitl got one. Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane. The big dogs came to eat that night for the Oilers. Only five players got points for the Oilers that night. Mm. Kind of crazy. And they won four one. They were four nine and one at the time. Let's talk a little days. bit. You mentioned the big dogs coming <clears throat> to eat over the last ten games for both the Islanders and the Oilers. And AB, I don't know if we have uh, the Islanders line combos, but if we do, toss them up. The Islanders top six over their last ten games. 27 total goals. That's Lee, Horvat, Barzell, Palmieri, Nelson, and Engvall. Those six guys have 27 goals. Their bottom six has 12. Not terrible. Not terrible to have 12 goals from your bottom six over a 10-game stretch. They have been scoring at a very good rate. It's worth noting a couple of those are shorthanded goals from Simon Holstrom. Um, But the Oilers, on the other hand, their top six over the last 10 games have... 27 goals. It's the same. thought maybe you'd guess that. Uh, Their bottom six, though, Liam, not as good as the Islanders. Just seven goals for the Oilers in that span. So while both these teams have had their offenses humming at a decent clip, as of late, the Oilers have been much more top-heavy. Not that that shouldn't surprise anyone, but it's something to keep in mind here. The Oilers' bottom six has done a decent job at sawing the matchup off, right? Just being even. Not getting scored on. They're not scoring. Sure. Tonight, that's going to be a bit of a task for them. This Islanders team has been getting offense from everywhere. Yeah. I, it's just, I just wish they would just contribute a little bit more. Like that fourth line for me has done a really good job of being competitive and have like good zone times. But that third line on too many nights are just passengers. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they're very weird. Lucky as a team, our blue line has been able to create quite a bit of offense, really, right? Like Bouchard's, I think he's still on his point streak, right? Or yep. he just died, whatever it is. Nurse has come up with some big goals, the Winnipeg game, and then also Tampa Bay won the other day. It ended against Florida. It ended against Florida. Yep. I thought it might have. At home, a couple of big ones. Got a breakaway somehow the other day, too. Missed it. Terrible shot. But either way, like even Kulak against Chicago goes down to the to the, to the yep. end boards, gets a puck in front. Sam Gagne is a goalie. The bottom six is very fortunate that the defense has been able to to fill in the gaps where they've been absent on the offensive side yeah. of it. AB, can we have the Oilers' D pairings, lines and D pairings up again? Because there's there's a point I want to make here. And it's an area where the Oilers have been incredibly fortunate over the last number of years. Games played. Evan Bouchard yeah. hasn't missed one. Darnell Nurse, Cody oh. Cece, and Brett Kulak. Those four haven't missed a game. Matias Eckholm missed one. Deharnay missed two where I think he was scratched for Broberg. I think he was scratched, yeah. He has been hurt. The Oilers have been 98% healthy this year on the blue line. And when you go back to last year as well, they were incredibly healthy. 82 for Boosh, 82 for Nurse, 82 for Kulak, 80 for CeCe. Those four basically played the entire season. Barry played every game that he was an Oiler. And then Ekholm came in and played every game after that. Broberg and Vinny basically split. <clears throat> The only D-man who got hurt last year was Ryan Murray. That damn back just never healed up. And we never saw him again. And we never saw him again. Um, <laughs> but over the last two years, and it's, and yeah, okay, I'm jinxing it. Sure, knock on wood, do whatever the hell you need to do to not get all wound up. 
that's been the big, the most damning thing. You can't knock on the tree. It's wood. It's a real tree. It smells like pine in here. Yeah, sure. Just, and it's real brick behind us, too. <laughs> hopefully no one's having a meeting yeah, in the boardroom. It's all good. Um, nothing has worked more against Philip Broberg over the last two years than that. Hilarious by Britain. Um, but like, if someone were to go down and get hurt, Philip Broberg is an everyday NHL defenseman. Yeah. And I'm, he's one injury away from having a job. It's so true. Like it's what are they what's the saying? Like the hardest skill in hockey is to stay healthy or something. The like? best ability is availability. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was looking for. And the fact that the Oilers blue line, like you said, like the only time they've missed plays is when they've been suspended. Like Nurse is the the biggest game he's missed was what was it, game four against Vegas or whatever it was? Game five, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He was suspended. Like, but other than that, these guys have all been around. And like you said, like that's really been a dampener on Broberg's development, along with them poor management. But besides that, like he's just not been able to get in the lineup. Yeah. Everybody's available every single night. I, I looked it up too. The others have three defensemen in their top ten of scoring. But the team scoring. Oh, team scoring. Yeah, team scoring. Bouchard, uh, Nurse, Ekholm. Okay, let's wrap this up with our Sherwood Ford. Power Sports, Sherwood Power Sports, keys to victory. It's brought to you by Sherwood at Power Sports and Marine, who you know and love. We are now less than seven weeks. I think we're six weeks away from the grand opening, that sleek all-black exterior. It is going to be great. Whatever you need, fishing boats, ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, they're going to have it all out at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. You are going to want to check them out in the heart of Sherwood Park. Liam, do you have a key to victory or do you want me to go first? Uh, You can go first. Give me Effort. Effort. First part F, second part Ert. In every game the Oilers play, they will be the most skilled team on the ice. And it usually won't be that close. And tonight, it's not going to be that close. This Islanders team grinds. They do some things well. They are not that skilled. The Oilers are the most skilled team every single night. All 82 all year. I have no problem saying that. The thing that will kill them tonight is if they're not willing to outwork the New York Islanders. This is a team that will grind you down and wait for their opportunities. Sometimes sit on the perimeter, do whatever. You need to have the effort tonight. You didn't have it against Florida, both mentally, physically. There wasn't a ton of effort there. You need to have that ability. Yeah, I think I think that was the biggest difference between Florida and the nine previous games. Is it was just a not a lack of a lack of giving. Lackadaisical. Yeah, lackadaisical. Yep. Zion Williamson would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good one, Patrick. And if YouTube chat put goaltending, always. Yeah, it's an easy one. I, I I like the special teams one. I think if Oilers can get their feet moving tonight, which comes with the effort mm-hmm. thing, draw a few penalties, they're going to be able to to dominate this Islanders team. Maybe it's about getting to Sorokin a little bit early too, getting those demons in his head a little bit, and just going from there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about what the odds are saying for tonight over on Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Your spot to get in on the action is Betway. The Oilers minus 140 favorites tonight on Long Island. I'm actually a little bit surprised that that line's not. Uh, no, I'm not that surprised. That's about what I expected. Oilers on the puck line paying a nice crisp plus 150. And their most likely goal score is none other than the big man. Number 97 paying out a nice plus 110. So let's get into our game day challenge. Jay is not here, but he has passed his pick along. He is going with the puck line tonight at yeah. plus 150. I don't hate I don't hate that spot. No, I like that one. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Tyler. Mm. 
forgot to put the graphic in the work tape. And so I just saw your text there. Just went in. Ah. So I'll give it a second there and I'll go in. Hey, we all make mistakes. Stewie's going to make three against Tampa and it cost him an eight Yeah, throwing so, him under the bus yeah. to cover yourself. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Uh, what did I go with? By the way, I won the last one uh, in our last game because I said over three and a half goals. You did. I did, did I win? win. Uh, no. What did I have? Well, you have Philip Broberg and McDavid point. Oh, I had McDavid and Kucherov. Yeah. They each get a power play point, and they yeah. did not. No, Kucherov didn't get one. McDavid got a goal. Jay lost play. his as well. So there here, you go. here's your standings on our uh, game day betting challenge. I am four and ten, struggling. Jay four and ten, thriving because he's up units somehow. <laughs> Liam hovering right around there. So you're going uh, ninety-seven goal tonight. Yeah, I'll go McDavid goal tonight plus one ten. I've been scoring a lot. Like, I know we're going last um, against Tampa game, but I, I think he's gonna gonna whip one in tonight on the power play. The boy Zach over three and a half shots. He's hit this in nine of ten games. Minus one thirty-four. It's not a great payout by any stretch, but still hit it in nine of ten. He's hitting it again tonight. Give me that. And uh, Jay is going Edmonton on the puck line at plus one fifty as he looks to build on his somewhat sizable lead right now in the game day betting challenge. So we'll see if Jay can grab another victory. Shout out to Betway nineteen plus. Please play responsibly. Let's move along to the menu for tonight. It's delivered by DoorDash. We're for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get twenty five percent off and zero. Zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. That's 25% off on your first order of $15 or more, up to a $10 value when you use the promo code NATION25. Massive NHL slate tonight. Yesterday, we talked with Hutz about how you know they didn't start Marc-Andre Fleury in his return to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That decision is made even more insane, in my opinion, by the fact that they play again tonight. It was back to back. You had to start flurry in one of them. Why not just give him the Pittsburgh game? <laughs> just stupid. Maybe that's why John Hines gets fired all the time. Maybe. Like uh, that's just it's so ridiculous. Like we don't have to get into it too much. But yeah. at one point, Gustafson they allowed all three goals in the third per- first yeah. period, right? Pretty sure he allowed three on eleven. And not to give it uh, first two periods, sorry. Not to give it to Gustafson, but just like maybe Flurry gets off this game a little bit more. He's got the secrets. He played for this team for like 12 years. Uh, I think he knows where Sidney Crosby's going to shoot more often than Frank did point out to me that his career numbers are not that good against Pittsburgh. Doesn't matter. Don't care. Don't care. I don't care. I couldn't care less. Yeah, I barely, not even a care for me to have. Couldn't drum one up if I tried. Uh, My second bet that I like tonight, LA on the puck line against San Jose. It's even money. No way. What do you mean, no way? No, I mean, I can't believe it's... Oh. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. All right. Uh, The the must watch game tonight, though, Liam, it's easy. It's Columbus Buffalo. You won't be able to take your eyes off it. (laughs) Is it? Or is it Golden Knights versus Hurricanes? It's probably. Or is it Rangers Maple Leafs? Oh, Rangers Maple Leafs is going to be so good. That'll be good. Or is it Predators Canucks? No, it's Rangers Leafs. Rangers Leafs. In Toronto? Yep. Give me that. That's your, it's barely an appetizer because it starts 30 minutes for the Oilers game, but that means yeah. you can flip back and forth perfectly. Don't you kind of wish in some ways that Chicago was much better so that you could bear to watch Bedard versus McKinnon for the first time? Maybe the second one. Tonight's maybe. a good slate. I see a lot of good games. Very good. Very good slate. Tonight. Well done, NHL. Good job, League. Liam complimenting the NHL. Took Holy you, shit. Took you 30 games into the mm-hmm. season to give us a nice night. Thankfully, it's Tuesday, too, so I can yeah. really get knuckled into these things. Uh, your content menu for today at Oilers Nation. New episode of ONR going to drop in about two-ish hours, two and a half hours. 
right? Yeah, that's usually when we drop yeah. in about two and a half hours. Something like that. Yeah. And then pre-gaming with Boardsy is going to go live right back here on the Oilers Nation YouTube at 4.30. I think we're going to go on Instagram too. We won't have Facebook and Twitter because Jason Greger will still be live with the Jason Greger show. But 4.30, pre-gaming with Boardsy, myself, Aaron Bordato, Pat Puff. We'll all be around to get set for Oilers and Islanders. And then you also have After Dark. After Dark, which is Aaron and Brett. Brett. Brett holding in the seat. Well, I picked up at a bus stop today. I was driving and he was waiting and I was like, oh man, holy crap. Pulled over. Let Brett hop in. That's good for Brett. Now he knows which way you go and when you'll be there every day. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. There you go. That is a wrap on today's edition of the show. A Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the program. Shout out to everyone in both the YouTube and Instagram chats. You are fantastic. If you're watching on YouTube, hammer that like button before you close your window. And don't forget, Sherwood Power Sports and Marine is coming up in February. Go check it out. Go Google what that sleek all black exterior looks like. Uh, again, after dark, and then we'll be back tomorrow, 1201 Mountain Time with Frank Saravalli and Liam's game. Oh, and I got an extra twist on the game this week. You won't want to miss it. Enjoy the game tonight, everybody. Chat tomorrow. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.